Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. I'm Michael Bombas with Paul Moyer. Every Thursday, right here at Bellevue Square Center Quarter. Right now, we're joined by tight end Kobe Parkson. Clap it up one time for my guy. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Kobe, we appreciate you taking time out of your week, out of your day. It's a Thursday night. Um, I'm sure these people appreciate you being here. Yeah. Man, it's been, a, it's been a fun season, man. Um, at a, despite the two-game losing streak you guys are on, no one really expected you guys to be here at the beginning of the season or really in the summertime. Like, Did you feel like this team was capable of doing the things that you guys are doing now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I knew we had a lot of young guys that had to prove what they had, um, and they've stepped up to the plate. They've all been playing incredibly well, and obviously Gino's been doing his thing too uh but that didn't take me by surprise you know last year when he stepped in for Russ, those three games i knew he had it in him and uh, i knew he'd bring that to the table this year I, I, let's just talk about the whole offense though because it really is remarkable and you know just it, whether it's running the ball or passing the ball it doesn't matter whether it's the tight ends the wide receivers backs coming out I mean, did you expect really, though, that this offense had that kind of firepower coming into it? Yeah, I was really excited to get into Shane's second year here. Uh, I knew he had a lot of good stuff uh, after last year, and I knew that we'd be able to explore a little more this year with uh, some of the new assets that we got um, on the offensive side. So uh, I spoke to you once before. I believe it was on the huddle. And uh, you said that when you go home, you work out with, like, linemen. Like, you're, you don't <laughs> yeah. do your typical workout. Yeah. So when you reported to camp, I saw about 10, 15 pounds on uh-huh. you. I'm like, my guy's been in, been in the gym right now. Yes, sir. How has that transformed your game at the tight end spot? It's just given me so much confidence in the run game. I mean, you can see it. That's kind of the main thing I've been doing this year, and I'm happy to fill that role. Uh, and that's just led to a lot of success, when, especially when we have all three of us out, the tight ends out there. We have a yeah. lot of fun and, you know, running the ball with Ken behind us. You, we mentioned we were talking earlier. You're, you're a Southern Cal kid. You went to Oaks Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about that. Talk about Oaks Christian and then you going to Stanford. Why? Just that whole process and recruiting. Yeah. What, 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 what came about with that? Yeah, for high school, the, the Christian aspect was a huge thing for me. Uh, raised Christian. My parents did an amazing job with us as kids. Uh, and that kind of led me to initially want to go there. Then obviously the football program um, really set a lot of people up for success before me. Um, and then the choice to go to Stanford was easy for me. Uh, that was was my dream school ever since I was a kid uh, and the ability to go there play football and then also study whatever I wanted was huge have you always tell me we always been a tight end were you at Oaks Christian and what other sports did you play in high school I played football baseball basketball in high school there they go. Uh, there I played go. tight end uh, the whole time but in eighth grade I played quarterback so I still have those dreams of being a quarterback <laughs> deep in me somewhere oh, what, so it. okay what, what did you think in high school you were best at uh, baseball was my first passion. I started playing when I was three years old. I actually lived in Issaquah for a little bit when I was uh, Get out of here. three to five years old. Yeah, really? we lived up here. Uh-huh. My dad used to work for WAMU back in the day. Okay. So, uh, uh, played baseball. That was my first passion. But then uh, I was able to get some recruitment early on for football, and that kind of took away from me. And for those who don't remember, Washington Mutual is now Chase. Um, <laughs> for those who go way back when, what, yeah. what's your dad do now? Uh, he actually works at Oaks Christian. So oh, he, he's the COO at Oaks Christian, and uh, he kind of helps run the school. So I say I got him the job because he was always help, <laughs> always helping out at the school when I was there. And I was like, Dad, you should just work here. 
and they created a position for him. So, yeah. Man, I love the 13 personnel when you guys get out there. I feel like you guys are so dynamic when you yeah. get into it. And one of the my favorite things I, I love to see is how you guys build off of the play yeah. from next week. So I remember there was one week where you start off on the right side, two tight ends to the right, you motion to the left, and then boom, you come back to the right. Uncle Will Disley's blocking that end, yep. and you chip him and pushes, you know what, into the ground, uh-huh. and then you reach the second level, right? Yeah. So then I see it a couple weeks later, you do the same thing, boom, you motion that side, and then Uncle Will releases, and you push that guy to the ground, Uncle Will reaches that second level. When you guys are installing for the week, and you see just how Shane Waldron is connecting all the dots, man, how exciting is it to play under an offense like that? It's, it's amazing. When I'm uh, going through the run install for the week, I'll look over at Will, and I'm like, you see that? You see, you see what we got this week? He's like, yeah, it looks sweet. Um, so it's a lot of fun. They, Shane's always doing something different, different looks, and trying to set us up for success, and he's been doing a great job. When when you were into this offense, when you first got drafted, your thing was, okay, he's going to be that red zone target. Right. right? I'll tell you, like, 7-1. <laughs> something know? like that. Hey, just, just throw it up to him and let him go. Right. Um, I, I'm sure you hear those things, and you know that's part of your game, but how important was it to you to be like, I'm going to be the complete tight end. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah, my entire goal was to show that I don't need to come off the field. So I can be a first and second down run blocker, and then third down red zone, you know, go out, run the routes, catch the ball. And I think that's what I'm, I'm doing slowly but surely is establishing myself in the run and pass game. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say most improved player, you could probably throw Gino in there, but I, I would really throw you in there yeah. because your, your blocking has gone through the roof. I, mm. I think you're dangerous in the, run, in the passing game. It's, it's too bad that we, we can't play three tight ends every second of the <laughs> Why game. Why not? I, well, we, we, we really should do a little bit more of that. But let, let me throw, uh, this isn't a critique at all, because sure. I don't think you guys played your best game offensively last week. I thought you left some points out there. And yet you still score 34 points. So what do you guys take of that? Uh, You know, when you go in, watch film, now you go into this week, is that a positive? Well, I look how much better we can get? Or, golly, man, we we just, we left so much on them. Uh, I mean, we're always looking forward to the next week. You know, we're not going to beat ourselves up too much. Uh, but we know we're better than what we showed. We're not content with, you know, 34 points and losing. It's amazing. It's, it's always score more than the other person. That's all that matters. Um, and we know we have it in us. I mean, we showed it in the second half against the Bucks. We showed it last week. Like, we can score uh, when we put our minds to it. So just being more efficient, I think, on first and second down, making sure we're staying out of those third and longers will really help us out. So we love our crowd out here. These people have supported us. <laughs> For what? 12 weeks now. We love yeah. you guys. And we got a question uh-huh. from Addie right here yeah. in the crowd. All right, she's got long hair. You got long hair. Her question was, have you ever been tackled by your hair? Because it's, uh-huh. it's out there flowing. Uh, I haven't been ripped down, but sometimes the, the gloves I have stick on them, right? It'll get stuck in my hair. <laughs> and that'll get pulled a little bit. So that happens from time to time. But thankfully, no one's ever grabbed and just ripped it down. There we go. Yeah. There you go, Addy. Uh, so when, question, you, when you play football, you don't worry about it. You just run through them yeah. tackles, all right? Run yeah. through them. Exactly. Okay, so you have a fiance. She went to Alabama. She was on the golf team. Uh-huh. You're a golfer now. He's yep. single digits. I want a piece of that, by the way. <laughs> um, t- talk to us real quick. One, how did you meet? her yep and two does she like your hair uh we met on instagram i slid in the dms uh <laughs> I, that's the only time i've ever done that that's my claim to fame with all one for that. one one for one and then i retired uh and um sorry what was the second question so well first of all why did you dm her 
Uh, I DM'd her because she had a Bible verse in her bio, and I thought she was cute. And I was like, all right, Love that. there's a chance. There's a chance. We'll see what she's all about faith-wise. And, I mean, she's an amazing woman of God. Second question, does she like your long hair? She loves it. Uh, I've actually been kind of getting sick of it. She's like, you have to keep it. We have the same hair. If you look at, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see our, our hair is the exact same, nice and curly. And she's like, we have, you have to keep it. I'm like, well, I'll keep it at least till the wedding and then... We'll see what as long as she's clean shaven, we're good with it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we're not twinning. When, when you shower and you got all the hair down in the uh, shower, you don't know like, who it is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's it is. Exactly. Who's it is. What's what's the relationship like um, with you guys in a tight end room? Because you guys are like three different tight ends. Yeah. Right? You got you who initially you were the the high ball guy going get it. Now you're everything. Uncle Will, blue cutter guy, do everything. Noah Fan, elusive when the ball's in his hands. What's right. the relationship like with you guys? We have a lot of fun. I mean, it's especially fun when we're all out there, 13 personnel. I think back to the last Arizona game, you know, that last four-minute drive, able to seal the win with all of us out there. We just have so much fun together. We really complement each other well, and uh, it's a good time with those guys. I was just down uh, at Arizona State. That's where I went to school, and we had our 40th anniversary when we played in the Fiesta Bowl and beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And Willie Shaw was there. He was my coach. He's my secondary coach. Okay. Best coach I've ever had. Yeah. I, I hate to say best coach. I haven't had a better coach. How's that? I've had yeah. some that are as good, sure. um, but but it's been pretty rare. And, and his son, David Shaw, Stanford, right. uh, just resigned from Stanford. And I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with the NIL and, and things like that. Do you mind just sharing maybe, I, I, I don't know how, what you think of David, yeah. or just maybe that time, and you know, just your faith, what that meant, and just the whole NIL. How does that change sure. things? Uh, yeah, I love Coach Shaw. It was amazing to me, and uh, I know all the, all the guys I played with really respected him. Um, he set us all up for success at the next level level and uh, definitely took care of us uh, so I wish him all the best at the next level or you know wherever he goes uh, and yeah I think it's going to be a tough spot to fill especially with the NIL stuff you know Stanford sometimes struggles with the support of the program so trying to get uh, extra funding for NIL will be tough you know they have a pretty big endowment huge endowment that they probably mm-hmm. could tap into <laughs> that they won't if, yeah that's the that's the key they, they, they have won't. a lot more going on than just football which is you know part of the reason why you go there yeah. you, you could take a one percent of their endowment and fund NIL forever. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess that's another story. Sure. <laughs> what, what is it about Stanford that produces just the, these tight ends? You know, over the last 10 years, there's been some guys yeah. that come out of there. And then was that part of your decision making when it came to going out of Oates Christian to Stanford knowing that they really uh, produce linemen and, and tight ends. Yeah, it definitely was part of the decision making. You know, saw the guys before me, Zach Ertz, Kobe Fleener, all these guys that have had so much success. And I think it comes from being a complete tight end. You know, they don't box you in as just a pass catcher, although that was what I mainly did. I was still learning all my footwork for all my run game stuff, and that really set me up to uh, really embrace it at the next level. All right, so let's get away from football. Last question. You and your fiance, you came from Southern California, Oaks Christian, Stanford, great weather. You're up here. What do you guys, I mean, just, we, we were talking with uh, 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 Nuosu earlier, and yeah. just, you, people don't realize how much time you guys spend at the facility and yeah, after right. and film and everything. What do you and your wife, or your soon to be wife, uh-huh. what are you going to do just to chill and just get away from things? Well, we both like the golf, which is huge. Nice. Um, so maybe invest in a simulator at some point because <laughs> the weather's not going to be great. Uh, 
but no, we just like to hang out. I have a, I have a dog, and obviously she'll become a dog mom soon. Uh, so taking the pup out on a walk and just relaxing, getting away from it, not talking ball too much when we're at home. Have you ever beat her in golf? I've not. I've tied her. I've tied her. Yes. Uh-huh. Straight up, no mulligan. Straight, straight up, up, straight up. It nice. was course. What course? Uh, place down in Naples, Florida. Uh, Let's go. But she, uh, she was, she was off, and I was okay on. So we were, <laughs> we're getting close. Love it. I don't, I don't know if I could beat her though. I don't know if I want to do that. It's, her. it's hard to do. <laughs> Trust me. Do, do you play from her. the same uh, tee boxes? No, she's up. She's up a little bit. She would still beat you though. Yeah, she's. Oh, she's <laughs> still, yeah. Hey, well, Kobe, man, we appreciate you taking time on a Thursday, man. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Give it up one more time for Kobe Parkinson. Thanks so much, guys. God bless. All right. When we return, we're going to go inside the film room. Quandre Diggs gets an interception. Ken Walker's 14-yard touchdown. And Josh Jacobs, 86-yard touchdown. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. I'm Michael Bumps with Paul Moore every Thursday right here at 7 o'clock on Seattle Sports 710 at Bellevue Square Center Court. Hey, for our guys, our fans right here, wait, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us. We love it. We love it. All right, so now it's time for us to break down film. Former player, former coaches, this is what we do. We love breaking down some film, and that's what we're going to do. We're going inside the film room, and the first play we're going to break down is Quandre Diggs. Very first play from scrimmage for the Las Vegas Raiders. He gets an interception. Already on the first offensive play, the play fake, and Carr wants to throw, and he does. Across the middle, and it's intercepted. Diggs picks it off. Interception of the season, and he gets it down to the red zone. The Seahawks are in business on the very first play of the game. All right, what you see, Moyer? You rarely get interceptions without a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, look, they were determined to take away Adams. I mean, they doubled him most of the time, even when he was in the slot. And if he was out wide, they tried to pin him to the sideline with a safety over the top. And this is a fantastic interception by Diggs. But they do a little play action fake uh, to to Josh uh, Jacobs in this situation. But is Al Woods? I think it's Al. Al Woods Woods beats their center bad. And it's one of the few times we beat the center bad. But he beat him right from the get-go with a quick swim move right up the middle. And Carr had to throw it quick. And he threw it to where he thought was Adams open on a crossing route. It's probably about a 15-yard crossing route. And Diggs lays out and makes an unbelievable interception. Yeah, what I see right here, I'm a I'm a slot receiver. So I see Devontae in the slot. I see that inside release is going on that deep cross. When you have the safety on top and you have the nickel or the corner below, that's a nice little bracket. That's how you make sure that slot doesn't kill you. That's exactly what happened right there. And the crazy part is all the chemistry that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have had throughout the year. Devontae Adams had a sneaky 1,000-yard season with 10 touchdowns. No one really talks about that. But that just means their chemistry. 
chemistry is on point. Devontae does not look for the ball. The ball is already gone before Devontae looks for it. That's why he's not able to make a play. And sometimes as a safety or just a player in general, you're where you're supposed to be, and uh, the football guys are going to give you a gift. I think that's what happened right there. Well, it was great coverage, and, you know, and it was a great interception. It was a great catch, I great guess catch. I want to say, because yeah. he laid out for it, and he – I can't describe it on the radio, but, you know, the way he had to put his arms, the ball was a little bit behind him as he laid out. It was it was just a really good catch, good coverage. And, again, if you have good pass rush and the quarterback has to throw it before he wants to, that's where interceptions come from. Yeah, for sure. And, um, great athletic play. And I've been waiting on Diggs, man, because he's uh, – Yeah, two of them. What, if he has one more pick, I think he would break a record, like the first – player in the last four or five seasons to have three at least three interceptions the last four or five seasons i don't so. want him to beat my interception record what is it three let years. the people know what is it i don't know what i had you don't know 13 he made plays though two one moye hey we, we've got our boy over here that will tell you when he was doing some breakdowns with pete gross he said "Moye, you were in on a lot of plays i go it's a playmaker oh he's gassing you up yeah okay unlet it here we go this next play, Ken Walker scores on a 14-yard touchdown in the third quarter. Walker with a handoff over his left guard. Now straight upfield. Runs into two defenders. Still pushing. Still pushing. They are in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Wow, what a play by not only Ken Walker, the third, who just kept driving those legs, but his offensive lineman joined in, and they pushed for about the last five yards. A 14-yard run, his second of the day, and the Seahawks take the lead, 26-24. Moyer, I think Ken Walker does his best work in a zone concept, zone scheme. Now, you got to run the gap. When we say gap, it means there are guards and tackles pulling and all that stuff. But with a guy like Ken Walker, who's still trying to figure out how to be a running back in the NFL, he's going to have great moments, and the zone concept allows him to kind of feel and read what's going on. That's what we see right here. It is a zone left, so he presses the left B-gap. He's looking for the cutback. Nothing's there. He presses it even more, and then he slips through what maybe the A, the B-gap, and gets north-south, and then you keep those legs moving. There's bodies on bodies. He gets help from his off of lineman Gino comes in late and taps him on the shoulders. So he gets a little bit of that love. But end of the day, Ken Walker didn't have the greatest day when it comes to yards on the ground, but he did have two touchdowns. This right here was a powerful run. I like this guy in the zone scheme. Yeah, he actually kind of misses the first cut. It's a zone play to our left, and the backside A gap. So zone is kind of a run to daylight. Uh, running style and it's perfect for kenneth walker the third because he he's a bit like josh jacobs where they that's his strength too they just have such good vision and they're so quick in their cutting ability that they can make uh quick cuts back behind the the the, where the ball started and in this situation actually he kind of missed it initially but then he found it and his acceleration is amazing now look this ball he probably should have been tackled on the three yard line but now with the new rules, all the offensive linemen got into the scrum, and all of a sudden you saw Lucas and all of our big 350-pound linemen push the pile all the way into the end zone. I'm going to let you know as a defensive player, I hate that play because <laughs> it's just like, look, I am a def- I'm defenseless at this point. I'm trying to tackle the thing, and you guys are running over me. But I loved it in this situation because – 
It was seven points for the Seahawks. No, I love it, too. And I'm glad the rules have changed. So back when you were playing, you could not push the running back no, like that? No, he couldn't. That was illegal at that time to try and push people through. Now, I don't know if it's a good rule or bad rule. It's probably not a bad rule. I just The only thing I don't like is defensive guys have a tendency to get hit in that pile. Yeah. But, you know, in this situation, that's fine. As long as it works for our offense, I'm okay with it. As <laughs> long as it works for the Seahawks. We are good, but no, I like this play. This one, um, this one set the tone right here, or one of the tone setters. And we knew this was going to be a physical game when you see plays like this. Ken Walker, one of the best young running backs in this league. Let's see how he evolves throughout the season. All right, this next one, this one hurts, folks. Josh Jacobs. Let me tell you where I was when this went down. So if you guys ever go to uh, to Lumen, there's um, what is that? The Verizon Lounge where there are their windows in the south end zone and i'm watching through the window of the south end zone and as soon as he hits the gap before i can see the results of the play i walk over to the podium and get ready for my post game because i go man he's gone this one hurts we're gonna break down josh jacobs josh jacobs game winning 86 yard touchdown in overtime first and 10 for the raiders at their own 14 Adams is wide to the near side. He's got Tariq Woolen on him. Ibach's in the backfield behind Carr, who goes under center. The handoff to Jacobs straight ahead, and he's got running room. There he goes, and he's going to take off. He's going to win this football game. He's going to go the length of the field is Jacobs, 86 yards, and the Raiders are going to beat the Seahawks at Lumen Field on an 86-yard run from scrimmage. Oh, this one hurt, Moyer. This one hurt. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough time to coach all these. Because, honestly, of the 11 players, nine of them don't play this technically right. This is just, they call this an ISO. Um, you don't see it much anymore because an ISO is when you have two backs in the backfield and the fullback leads, and it's an isolation between that fullback and the linebacker. And if for those who know what an Oklahoma drill is, I mean, it's you don't even get to do that anymore in practice. But it is a it's illegal. Uh, you know, I'm five <laughs> yards away, you're five yards away, and it's a running start, and you guys are going to smash each other. So that's what they do. They lead their fullback to um, Jordan Brooks. Jordan's just, I mean, he doesn't even play it that bad. I mean, he just he gets no help along the way. So we're playing a two-deep defense, which means we got two safeties deep. we got two corners rolled up. So the problem with that is when you got an eye formation, I would have checked out of that. I wouldn't have been in a cover two. I would have said, let's drop our safety down. Let's go to a cover three because when I'm in a cover two, both of my linebackers in that situation got to play two gaps. So in this case, um, uh, Barton is our right linebacker. Flo is on the other side of the, the center for him. So Flo is to the defensive left, offensive right. In that situation, Cody or Kobe's Cody, Kobe, Cody, Cody's got to go to the other gap on the other side of the ball. But uh, Josh, it's a hard one to describe, you guys, but uh, Josh Jacobs kind of stutters enough that freezes um, uh, Barton on that situation, and he gets caught up on the right side of the defense, left side of the offense, and the ball ends up going to the right side of the offense, left side of the defense. Long story short, there's nobody there. That's fine. That probably should have been a six- or seven-yard play. But then my backside corner, he actually comes down the line of scrimmage. 
can't do that. I mean, I already got a defensive end or an outside linebacker leveraging that. He should have been sitting back and folded in to help with that tackle. Both safeties play it not very good. Look, it's an 86-yard play that's a coaching uh, reel that I could spend an hour talking about. And this is the difference between being a bad, good, and a great defense. There are, it's just a fine tune of an experience of, hey, when, a, when I got a runner coming my way, it's kind of like geometry. If he's two yards from the line of scrimmage, I should be two yards back. If he's, if he's two yards from getting to the edge, I should actually be four yards back because he's got to go four yards. I have a chance to move four yards and meet him at the line of scrimmage. But by me being back, if he pops it in between the tackles, I can fold in and make that play. In this situation, we didn't get that. And both safeties played it poorly. I am a big believer because I'm a secondary coach and play defense. Long plays, big runs are the secondary's fault. That should never happen. They are an umbrella. They should all be working together to funnel that. None of them did. And we're playing a two-deep zone. No way that should go for 86 yards. And so I'm not dogging them. I'm just saying we have room for improvement. It's not skill. It's just experience and time. And it's the little subtleties of defense. And so when I told you earlier there were 38 running plays, 32 of them we played fantastic. We had six we didn't. And that's one of them. That cost us a touchdown in the game. Sometimes you get an expert analysis and you follow it up with what he said <laughs> all right that's exactly he, he beautifully done thank you paul moyer for that analysis okay hey don't forget after tonight hawks live returns to bellevue square for the final show on thursday december 8th so come back december 8th for the last hawks live show of the season when we return we're going to talk that talk that's when we square up and I gave him some love right now, so that love's going to be taken away and thrown over there because we got to square up. All right, we're going to talk about Ken Walker. He's going for 1,000 yards. Geno Smith, will he have a game-winning drive? And then, of course, we got to tap in on these Broncos. That is next right here on Hawk Slide. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bopis and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday right here on seven, uh, at 7 o'clock on 710 ESPN at Bellevue Square Center Court. It's time to talk that talk, man. Bring it. I don't, I don't like your vibe right now, man. What? I don't like your vibe. Because you always think you're right all the time. No, I'm jabbing. You're like my wife. I got to say sorry even when I don't mean it. But it's time to talk that talk. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. I go first? All right. So here's how it works. I throw something out there. Either he agrees or disagrees. He tells me why. I tell him if I agree or disagree. I tell him why. I end up winning. Here we go. First one. Ken Walker will rush for 1,000 yards this season. He is currently at 635 yards. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. Um yeah, there, there's no question in my mind. He gets to 1,000. Uh, 
We got six games left. Is that right? I believe we got six games left. Six and five, 17 games. Yep. I mean, the last two games, and he was close a bunch of times last week. It's just a couple guys just grabbed him by the back of the legs. I don't know how committed we were at times to the run, um, but he's so gifted. He alone, just to make things like we showed in a couple of his touchdowns, uh, he's he's gifted. He'll get another, what does he got to get, 365 yards in six games? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting the foul. You got him? Oh, yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to agree with you there just because – when you put it in layman's terms, 365 yards, yeah. there's no way he's not going to get that. I'm going to add some to that. He's also going to have about 150, 200 receiving yards as well because they're going to find yeah. a way to open the game up for this young man. Yep. He is elusive as heck when the ball is in his hands. Not too many guys can do what he does. So I'm with you there, Moyer. Yeah, I look at Josh Jacobs, what he did last week. Not, he carried the ball a lot, uh, particularly in the second half. He had 15 the first half, I, you know, 18, 19 the second half. But they got him involved in the passing game, and he is dangerous. And I, I look at Kenneth Walker the same. All right, let's move on. Okay, I went to the Seattle Central Library because I needed to get some uh, math in this one, and we came up with it. And what I wanted to do was say the Broncos – will end up giving the Seahawks the second overall pick in next year's draft. And the reason why I had to go to the library was there were some statistical odds on that. And right now we're projected to get the second pick in the draft. Your thoughts? These kids don't know about no library. They know about Google and Wikipedia and all that stuff. Some people know where libraries are. Raise your hands if you know what an encyclopedia is. Encyclopedia. All the kids do, too? Whoa. There we go. Yeah, but they've never seen a book. They've only seen it online. <laughs> Kirsten, she, she knows. All right. There we go. <laughs> so, the, the question was. Pick. You want me to read They'll it again? They'll get the number two pick. No, I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need you to read it again. I, right? I know the I'm library kind of messed you up. I'm you went to Wazoo. I'm pro- you went to Arizona State. But we actually, Ain't no library in Arizona State. Oh, yes, there is. It was a bar. <laughs> It was called the library, and I would tell my mom, Mom, I'm at the library. I can't talk right now. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. I was actually at the library. Yeah. All right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. Two. It's not here nor there. Number two. Okay. The Will they draft. have the number two pick in the draft? No, nah, I think they're going to be three or four. You know, and, and because... This is like up your alley. You're the guy who does, uh, but if this and that, but if that happens, then this happens. And then this is going to happen. I'm like, all right, man, just let me know what happens. And I'm just going to say three or four because I feel like Chicago's going to win a couple games and the Texans are going to lose. And then a lot of stuff's going to happen in between. And I'm just going to pull a number out of my pocket. Four. Yeah, I think number two is going to be tough, and mainly because their defense is so good. I mean, it is a Super Bowl-winning defense. Offensively, they're a mess. I mean, Russell, obviously, we've talked about that. Their offensive line's a bit of a struggle. The receiving core is not what we thought they were. They don't have a running game, but their defense keeps them in to win two more games. They'll end up with five. I think we end up with the third pick, not the number two. All right. I go four. You go three. Yeah. We shall see. Okay. All right. Here's my question for you. Oh, this is really for you. Bring it. 
The Seahawks oh. will be wearing the throwback jerseys. Yes. Starting Bring in it. 2023. Yep. Yep. Warrior wore these jerseys in 1952. Easy, easy. Some things are Easy. Hot. We didn't start the Seahawks <laughs> franchise until 76 or 7, whenever nah, that it, was. it was a club sport back then, but you Here's guys figured it I, out. All right, let me finish the oh, question. Oh, sorry. Can well, I you asked the question? question for me. I'm not done yet. But you're right. asking it to me. Okay. I know, but I'm not done asking. Okay. Okay, so they're going to wear the throwbacks in 2023. Okay. Are the original Seahawks jerseys the best combos they've ever worn? And are my jerseys the worst? Your jerseys, that's the Super Bowl 2005. Yes, they're the ugliest. So bad. So fact, bad. I look at it, I go, is that actually a color blue? It's really it confusing. It looks like green is blue. It's just weird. It's, yeah. it's depressing. It's kind of a gray blue. Yeah. No one wants gray blue. You want sky blue. You want blue blue. Look, I think my era, the originals, are the best looking color combination. I'm not saying they're the best cut, right? So if you go and look what they've done from a retrofit with the new helmets and then they bring all the tight jerseys in and they, they make it to date they make it dated today where young people will actually buy it it is the best looking uniform go on my twitter account and go look it it's paul moyer 21 um it is the best looking uniform hands down no questions asked not when y'all work but uh easy <laughs> when you make it modern yes I agree. Well, and yes, I, I agree. I agree. One? I agree Woo. that my era, oh, it was bad. It was mm. bad. The all whites were good, but. Yeah, all whites were okay. Uh, those were bad. Yeah, okay. They were bad. Well, the music's fake. Did you it. say that ours was the best color, though? The best. And if they retrofitted, it's going to be awesome. For sure. With the, oh, I'm with, so excited. With the silver gray helmet. Oh, my God. You, I'm telling you, when you see it, you're going to go blue. It is that good looking? Addy, have you seen these before, Addy? Paul Moyer, Google it. Twitter. Go see it. You're going to have to scroll it. down a while to find it, but you'll find it. All right. Hey, well. Okay, last. Do we have time for one more? Yeah. Or we're good? Okay. Right. Um, oh, this one, because this comes up all the time. And I think the Seahawks are going to need this. Will Geno Smith have more than one game-winning drive in the fourth quarter this year? All right, so let's talk about who they have left. You got the Rams twice. You got the Chiefs. You got the Panthers and the Jets. Am I correct? Five yep. games left? And you got the 49ers. And the Niners. Okay. So I think he's going to have opportunities. I'm going to say one with the Rams because you never know how that game goes. True. Right? One with the Rams. He had one with the Rams last year. Tyler Lockett falls. Uh, interception. And then I'm going to say against the Jets as well because their defense like is good, but their offense has been struggling a little bit. Yeah. We'll see how that game goes. So, yeah, I'm going to say, look, he's going to have – multiple chances to do this and he's gonna get it done at least one time and if he doesn't get it done the other time i want people not to trip just relax this is football it happens there's no quarterback that's perfect game. in crunch time give this man some grace he's 32 but you said he's what like 25 he's got a 25 year body i think he's gonna have more than one as well and you know which one i'm praying it happens praying it happens Against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas mm, City. At Kansas City. We're down three. No, 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 no. We're down four. A field goal doesn't even do it for us. And he drives down. Final minute beats Patrick Mahomes. That puts him 
right up here, and and he needs a shield. I, I promise you, I pro- if you go watch film, not what people say, not what you perception watch, go watch the game. Geno Smith is playing top three quarterback in the NFL right now. Give him time. Just give him time. Give him the chance, man. That's, that's all I'm asking. He's that good. You heard it here. It's legit. Paul Moyer. I don't lie. Getting it done for us. And when we come back, we're going to get it done for you. We're going to give you our final thoughts and keys to victory right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live. It's been fun, man. We've been out the game for a little bit. We got our our regulars, and we got some new fans out. We got kids out past their bedtime. You guys got late start tomorrow? You guys out here late start? No. 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 The, rain, the rain came, huh? Oh, you're on point tomorrow. Man, I'm from California, so you guys appreciate your late starts. We didn't have those in California unless there was an earthquake once in my life that happened. All right. So looking forward. We have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, we've broken these guys down. We know that they are injured. They're like a wounded bird flying in the sky that you can easily pick off. But you know what? (laughs) Man, when animals are wounded, they are dangerous. And that's what the Rams are. They're wounded. We'll see if they are dangerous. But I think this is a perfect game for these guys, meaning the Seahawks, to just get back on track. And I don't think they have to do anything like spectacular to do that. You got to go out and just play your game. Run the football. Get Ken Walker 20 to 25 touches. Gino, take care of the football. Defensively, you better not let Cam Akers do something he hasn't done all year, which is go off. And you better not let Bobby Wagner make a play on you either. I, you know, they know him. They, they, they're, I think they're going to attack him a little bit, particularly in the passing game and things. But um, it's a game we should win. I, I don't think we have to play great. Uh, there's times where we do need to play great, and we're capable of that. We need to play well. We got to play good football, not turn the ball over, make good decisions. We got to play better defensively, but their offense should not score more than 20 points on us. No chance. Right. I mean, I'm thinking 14, 17. Our offense is really good. Their defense is good. But without Aaron Donald, we should be able to be put 20 plus on the board. I think we go for 24, 27. I can't give you the score. You're going to have to figure that out on uh, Sunday when you listen to us. Uh, but I, I really think we're going to win this one by double digits. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think we should, especially because you're dealing with the quarterback position. You have Walford over there. You also have Bryce Perkins, I'm a kid out of University of Virginia. Big ups to everyone who was associated with the University of Virginia with the tragedy that went on, yeah, on over there. Totally our, our buddy Ray Roberts is from there. Also, big ups to um, anyone who, who's associated with the University of Idaho oh, with the tragedy that's gone on over there. Uh, but I think it comes down to personnel just on paper the hawks have better players than the rams at this point you listen to Pete carroll talk about the rams though he's always going to show some respect because they've had his number throughout his career but i'm listening to pete and i go all right pete you're doing that coach talk but i'm gonna talk that talk for you pete come on now like we're gonna beat these dudes and we're gonna beat them handily in their house at sofi they, they've won five of the last six versus us they've had our number but we're, we're a better football team and we're playing we're, we're just a better football team. And by the way, next week's our last uh, Hawks Live. Let's have a record crowd here. Come out and get your shopping done at the Bellevue Collection. This has been a fun year for us. We've really enjoyed being here. Yeah, we've loved it. 
not going to lie, we're like, what's this going to be like? You know, we, yeah. we've had several spots. I but, like that. Uh, as long as they got Paul Moyer's the name, name on backwards, it. though. Paul Moyer. No, it's, it's, right. My, it's right. It's right. It's right. It's hosted oh, by. Oh, it's alphabetical. It's hosted by Michael Bumpus. Bumpus comes for Moyer. Paul okay, Moyer. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got it right. Used to be age before beauty. But, <laughs> but, but you know what? But you're, you're my guy. Man. Hey, hey. Even better. <laughs> hey. NASA goes, it's time to go home. Hey, our, our producer's <laughs> in our ear. He goes, hey, shut it down. Okay. Shut it down. So that's what we're going to do. Hey, we appreciate you guys coming out, man. Special thanks to Achenna Nwosu, Kobe Parkinson for joining the show, our board operator, Brady Robic, on-site engineer, Brenna Rogers, and Arlene Escobar. She over there doing her thing. <laughs> Production assistant is Sean Kanapudi. Our executive producer is Nasha Chobi. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumpus. My guy, Paul Moyer. We'll be back next week for our last Hawks Live of this season. We appreciate you guys.